I left day job life to be the one that makes the decisions and has the ideas and work in my own creative space. But I guess I didn't, not that I didn't realise, but some aha moments meant that like, I've got to make these decisions. Nobody else is going to make them for me. And um, I guess an understanding that I have the power to do that. Not just like from a job title perspective, but I've got the ability within me to make those decisions and to build a job or not just a job, but build a career that I want and I have all of that power (laughs) to do that. So that gets overwhelming at times, but Mm. ultimately I couldn't go back to doing it any other way now. Welcome to the Sensitive Success Podcast. I'm Frida Carbo, founder of Sensitive Success Circle, the mastermind for sensitive coaches and changemakers who want to create success in their way with the help of their sensitivity. I have spent the last decade recreating my life. I moved from Sweden to New Zealand with my husband and two kids, working online, creating the life and business that I love with a mission to help others do the same. One of the things I learned is that we have so much wisdom inside when we learn to trust and take aligned action. And even though we're responsible for our journey, we don't have to do it alone. I do this work because I'm committed to helping highly sensitive, introverted, intuitive coaches and changemakers to do the work they are called to do in a way that works for them. I know it's possible and creates so many ripples. My intention with these episodes is for you to be inspired, empowered, and to know that you're not alone in your business adventure. If you haven't already, come over and connect with me on Instagram at Frida Carbo. Thank you for being here because it means that you're creating sensitive success too, which is precisely what the world needs. Welcome. This conversation was originally recorded in a Facebook group, and I am really excited to share it with you here as well. Today we have Kate Ryan. She's an award-winning photographer, and she's a family photographer based here in Waikato, New Zealand. She loves to celebrate the joy, connection, and right now moments of family life through photography. And she also have her signature course, Memory Vault. So Kate, tell us a bit about, about you and your journey to and how you came to, to do what you're doing. Um, yeah, thank you for having me, Frida. It was nice to be here. Uh, yeah, I'm a photographer. Yeah, like you said, I love to photograph families and um, just celebrate joy and photograph that, you know, to celebrate joy through my camera and photography. But I didn't actually study to be where I am today. And in fact, I actually, um, when I went to university, I studied entirely different things and I didn't uh, plan to be where I am doing what I'm doing. Um, so I actually studied in uh, economics. I did a management degree and a also a science degree and in, in biology as well. So completely worlds away from, <laughs> from what I'm doing. Um, but still things that I loved and I had passion for, but um, yeah, I also, while I was studying those, I found my, I guess my passion for photography and in creating art. I guess I've always been like a really creative soul and I needed to have that kind of outlet when I was studying. Something away from like all the the technical academia of doing economics and biology and things like that so that's when I kind of um, sort of picked up photography as a hobby and um, it kind of grew from there and I sort of got this dream that I would love to be doing this hobby that I loved every day and if I could get paid for it even better (laughs) so yeah that's that's how I kind of stepped into photography. Cool so how long have you been into photography? Uh, so I've been a professional photographer since 2013. That's when I kind of um, 
put my dream out into the world and uh, became like said that I will take your photos for money, which was a big step for me. Um, but obviously, I've been doing like I was honing my skills and my craft for a long time before that. I wanted actually to um, do photography in high school, but um, kind of funds didn't really allow for that. So um, I actually. Uh, my mum gave me a camera for my 21st birthday and um, that was like awesome. It had like lots of functions. It was a digital camera before that I'd only ever used kind of like your standard film, family film camera, you know, the point and shoot things. Um, and yeah, from there, I just kind of like threw myself into everything photography related and entered some competitions um, not too long after that and actually won a competition in 2010 um, whereas where I actually got given my first professional grade DSLR camera uh, you know as a prize from that so um, yeah (laughs) that's where I I realized that maybe I I had a a skill or a talent there that was um, worth pursuing as 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 a job maybe (laughs) Mm. um so yeah I've been doing photography for a really long time um and obviously I came out of university with all these skills and um degrees and and everything and tried to uh follow that a little bit but I was a little bit (laughs) it feels weird to say I was a little bit ahead of the curve with what I studied and and how I packaged it together in my studies so that wasn't picked up um, on by employers most people were just kind of confused as to why I would probably want possibly want to study economics and environmental issues Uh, Mm. whereas now uh, at least 10 years down the track it's a pretty solid set of qualifications to have but alas <laughs> at the time when I was coming out of university um, most employers that I approached were kind of scratching their heads about that so um, yes went into into jobs working in like local government and um, call centers and things like that when I traveled internationally and really hated the concept of being on somebody else's time and um not being able to use my creative skills uh, even in my day-to-day job because uh, creative creativity kind of applies not just to artistic kinds of jobs, but you can, everybody knows, I'm sure that you can apply creativity to, to any situation that you're in. And um, it felt really soul-sucking to be mm-hmm. working in an office um, where I had to be around people all the time <laughs> um, and and be on somebody else's, uh, I guess, somebody else's time and somebody else's goals uh, that I didn't feel like I was contributing um, anything really meaningful to, to that or even to my own life. So um, starting my own business and being able to pursue things that I enjoyed was uh, a big part of why I started my own business in photography aside from just enjoying it and and things like that so yeah (laughs) yeah so was it something in particular that made you take the step to actually start and was it easy to to start um so I started my business while I was working full-time in an office environment um and again that was it was a, a way I kind of like would put it as I was building my path out of that um, situation and I was able to do that because I could I could really um, get lost in enjoyment and flow and ease and joy in photography and it also gave me uh, 
bit of a, a mental boost, like trying to build my business from it was a it was something to challenge myself from the boredom of working in an office. But um, yeah, ultimately, I really hated the job that I was in. I didn't feel like I fit in in that environment, and uh, I didn't feel like I was making a, a meaningful difference where I was. And I really. Uh, would come home after work and just feel so exhausted from putting all my energy into um, somebody else's space when they weren't really appreciating what I was trying to provide <laughs> in mm. terms of ideas and creativity and bringing um, bringing my skills into a job. Um, and yeah, I was just exhausted and I felt like my soul was dying that sounds so dramatic but <laughs> I think a lot um, of us can relate to that yeah. <laughs> definitely I would yeah. definitely yeah just um just absolutely wasn't feeling good in myself and it would take it would take every single second of um time that I spent away from work just to recover to go back into it the next day um and to sort of build myself up to do that and I couldn't do that <laughs> no it was not not okay so um yeah that's why that's kind of why I started building that path or part of why I started building that path out of my um out of my day job and into uh, self-employment which is scary in its own its own form <laughs> yeah so have you had a some big aha moment or or something that made a big shift for you on your journey uh I guess my my big moments would probably be in knowing that the buck stops with me <laughs> being um, self-employed and and um, being creative in that as well. So I get to I left day job life to to be the one that makes the decisions and has the ideas and work in my own creative space. Um, but I guess I didn't. Not that I didn't realise, but I, some aha moments meant that, like, I've got to make these decisions. Nobody else is going to make them for me. And um, I guess an understanding that I have the power to do that, um, not just, like, from a job title perspective, but I've got that, I've got the ability within me to make those decisions and to um, build a job, or not just a job, but build a career that, I want and I have all of that power <laughs> to do that so that gets overwhelming at times but mm. ultimately I couldn't go back to doing it any other way now because I can I yeah <laughs> just <laughs> love love the autonomy of being able to do that and um I don't have to have recovery time from from work anymore which is I mean I do sometimes but <laughs> pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty good yeah and it's so important when we see that we have the power that's that's really powerful because we, we're brought up um on our journey like everyone else is doing the decisions for us even when we go into to uh, a job or anything and then it's really a twist and to see that okay I got the power I actually decide everything with my business my life cool <laughs> yeah it is it's, it's really cool <laughs> mm. sometimes it's scary but mostly it's yeah. cool yeah. <laughs> so I call this series the sensitive success stories. So what is success to you? Um, success to me is in having that power and that autonomy to uh, to make those decisions myself and to push myself where um, 
when I need to and and to be able to say yes and no to different things that uh, work for me as a person and and as a business person, if, if you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, one of the big goals of having my business and being successful in it to me is, um, yeah, being able to, to do the types of work that I love doing and say no to the types of work that I don't like doing, stuff that doesn't fill my soul. Um, and occasionally... I lose my way on that sometimes and I end up doing work that doesn't fill my soul and then that's um, but that's never a long-term thing that's always a oh actually I've said yes to something now that's not I don't have to say yes to this um, and so yeah success to me is being able to make those decisions and um, and yeah just do work that that I love and that fills me up <laughs> yeah so if we have someone here that's uh, in a job where they don't like and maybe started on their on their hobby what what would your advice be to them um yeah so you, there's a couple of things like my advice would be if if you're feeling the pull towards doing um something that fills you up more and you think that there's I guess you've got to put your business person hat on and make sure there's a mark, market for it and that you're costing yourself appropriately and all of that kind of stuff but um if if you're feeling like that gives you more and it's filling your your bucket and it's not you don't have um to recover from it as much as you might do and in, in a day job that doesn't uh, that's kind of like soul sucking then yeah take take a brave step and see see where that leads you and you don't have to do it with two feet into the pond you can just dip some toes in and see what that looks like for you and it might make you feel empowered to go in in a bit deeper <laughs> and um and yeah if if that does then you can do that but also I guess for some people as well as if it's a hobby and it fills you up and you don't have to recover from your day job and that gives you all the things you need there as well then um don't make your hobby into work if it if it takes the joy out of it as well yeah great advice and you've been taking more steps lately I, I don't know how much you've been visible before but I, I we talked about visibility in the group a bit and just putting our face up on the banner and everything have you always done that or is it just lately uh, yeah, and this this year I have really pushed myself to be a bit more visible um, and that has been like one of those scary decisions that I've had to um, to make and feel feel empowered enough to do. And um, yeah, I have I have been much more visible. In fact, even just being here and talking with you, Frida, is, <laughs> is me trying to um, trying to step out and and yeah, just just be myself in public. <laughs> that sounds really, really strange. But um, yeah, it's one of those uh, decisions that I've had to make. And I have had to be more visible in, in the world um, for my business to be successful. And what I do for work, it's all very face to face and um, in close proximity with people because you need to be that to take photos of people right and especially the type of photos that I like to take which are really natural and candid and joyful and in the moment um, and because I haven't been able to get out and do that in the same ways this year I've had to become more visible in things in the community and online um, and I've had to kind of find a way that 
works with who I am because I am quite introverted and um, I do I, I probably have called myself previously an extroverted introvert which is probably the closest I can kind of describe myself as I'm happy to give energy to people and be energetic in people's presence and and things like that but I do need um, that quiet time <laughs> to, to recover myself and so I've had to find a way to be visible in my business that allows me to show who I am in those points but in a way that um, doesn't give me uh, 24 hours of needing to recover from from being visible um, so online visibility has been um quite a good way of being able to do that because I can do it on my own terms and I can uh, more or less control what that looks like and how long it's for um, which yeah has has been good. <laughs> yeah have you seen any result I know this year has been exceptional but have you seen any result in you actually putting your face out there and, and being more visible? Um, yeah I think it just helps people to get to know um I guess, who I am a little bit more. It's also meant that I've had to be brave and actually go and do it. Um, but that's when I've been able to find find where my boundaries are at with that. And, um, and it has taken a bit of testing of the waters to figure out exactly what what that looks like for me and where my boundaries are at because I've had, I've definitely had periods in, in this year where I have been, very visible for um, I was just talking about this somebody with somebody recently like I can go and be extremely visible and put all my energy into um, into that uh, for as long as it takes really but then the longer I do it without uh, without boundaries the longer it takes me to kind of recover from that so um, yeah I've had to learn what those boundaries are and where where it's okay and where it's not okay so um Something that's always been with me as a photographer, particularly a family photographer, is that I have a lot of photos from my own life that I could share to market my business, to um, show people more about me so that they can trust me and feel comfortable in front of my camera. But um, I've had to do a little bit of soul searching about what exactly I do put out there and make visible and what is private and kept uh with me and my family so I've got mm. children um and old they're very cute children too of course I would say that <laughs> and um, um I I could I've got so much uh in the way of I guess content if you're talking like in online business terms that I could put out there to um to show people what I do but that's too much visibility for me and mm. too much visibility for my family that they don't necessarily um get a decision over if, if I just put it out there so I've had to make that a very hard boundary as I don't put photos of my family life on my business page or even really on my personal social media profiles but then um, I do talk about them when I go on live streams like this one um, because I can't not because they're part of who I am and what I do and my reasons why would I do so um, that's one of the hard boundaries I've had to come up against. And another one is and uh, how much energy that I can actually give to other people, even though it's like at a distance through the camera, it's still energy that I'm putting out there. Um, so yeah, fighting that one's one I'm still trying to feel my feet around um, where my hard boundary is with that one. So 
Mm. Yeah, and, and that's what it's about, like seeing and, and testing where is, is my boundary and and how, how far can I go with this? And yeah, it sounds like you're doing an awesome job there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so do you have any routines uh, that supports you? Um. Yes, I do. So I have, um, I think I was just sort of touched on it before, is that I can, um, as long as my bucket is kind of filled up in terms of um, having time to myself and time to process and doing things that I enjoy, I have a lot of energy to give out to people. And um, so I need to make sure that I am constantly refilling that bucket as, as I am sharing it with people as well in terms of energy. Um, so for me, that looks like spending lots of time with my family, um, having time uh, kind of like alone to reflect and and things like that. And that's um, something I am still kind of learning to refine is what what refills my bucket and then how, how I can give that out in a way that doesn't completely drain it before I get a chance to refill that again. So uh, yeah, spending time with my family and having lots of alone time to reflect. Um, and that alone time looks like spending time outside in nature and um, doing mindfulness and meditation and things like that as well. And I'm also starting to look at what journaling looks like for me because yeah, that's another one that I'm just exploring at the moment. <laughs> mm, exciting. Um, yeah, and I talk a lot about sensitivity as your superpower. So how do you use your sensitivity or your, your empathy and introvertedness as your superpower? Um, so in, in the job that I do, I'm a photographer. Ask literally anybody and they're like, no, I don't want my photo taken. I hate my photo being taken. Um, and so... That's uh, energetically, um, that's quite a, a firm barrier that people have. They feel very uncomfortable in front of the camera. Um, and I can relate to that. Like nobody, um, it's, a, it's a vulnerable place to be and nobody likes to feel vulnerable on a regular basis. And you're not sure how other people view you for the, through the camera and judgment and all of that kind of stuff comes up for people, like almost everybody in front of the camera. Um, so I feel like um, I can pick up on on those feelings and those vulnerabilities quite easily because I understand people's emotions and it's just something that I intrinsically can do. Um, so I guess my superpower in that sense is that I can help people through those emotions to feel them so that they can feel more comfortable, that I understand them, that I'm not judging them, that I've got their best interests in heart when I've got the camera up and taking photos of them and um, the feedback that I quite often get is that people do feel really comfortable with me and then as a result feeling comfortable in their photos um, means that when they look back at those photos the emotions that they have when they're looking back at them aren't of feeling uncomfortable and vulnerable and awkward it's more like oh that's actually just me in the photo and that's exactly how I've you know I look like how I think I look and how I feel so um, yeah, that's. I would say that just being able to to be there and that emotion with people and let them feel it for a moment before taking those photos, um, yeah, just allows me to do what I do really well. Yeah, I love that, and and you can really tell on your photos they're so natural and relaxed. Like you can see that the they are genuinely there and not really thinking about 
getting their photo taken. So yeah, can absolutely see a superpower there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. It's what I like. I don't know. It's just what I live for is is getting those moments for people just genuinely being themselves and enjoying the connection they're having in that moment. Mm, wonderful. Is there anything else that you would like to to finish up with? Um, I guess it's, I, I think I said this to you kind of before we started, Frida, it's just like if you don't have to be extroverted and you don't have to be like big and bravado to to have success in like in the things that you love doing like and you can you can do very specific things if you want to for a job that um without having you know that extra extroversion and and thing that that whole thing is that we quite often see the people who are successful in the world do have this kind of like energy of being big and bold and in your face and extroverted and full of energy um but you can do it in a quiet, soft, gentle way as well. And um, and, and you can have success for it with it and you can feel good in yourself doing that as well. So, yeah, that's probably what I would, I would say to anybody who is feeling like maybe they can't do the things that they really love to do is because they're not, not extroverted or full of energy and, and bravado or something <laughs> with it. Is you, you can do it and you can do it in your own way and have success with it, whatever it looks like. Yeah, I love that. Thank you very much for joining us, Kate. It's been so interesting to to hear your journey and, and to share your wisdom. So thank you very much for being here. Thanks, Rita. That was awesome. I hope you enjoyed this episode. This podcast is put together for you to see what is possible and how to use your sensitivity to create success in your way. If you know anyone who would find this conversation useful, please share. And if you share this on social media, tag me in and I would love to reshare it. Come over and connect with me on Insta at Frida Carbo and tell me your biggest takeaway from this episode. Thank you for listening and remember to keep shining so that those who need your help can find you. <laughs>